Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. Well, it's kind of a sunny Monday night here in Snohomish County. It's time for Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKL. Tom Lafferty here. Steve Willits back in the country. I am back in the country. Thanks after, for welcoming me back. After a little <clears throat> short sojourn, six-day trip up to Vancouver. Yeah, great trip, too. I haven't been up there in 15 years. Forgot what uh, what it was like to be in uh, British Columbia. And, oh. and we couldn't go there the last couple of years. No, we didn't have a choice last year. Well, neither neither did the Vancouver Canadian baseball team. Right. Had a six-game trip up there against the Everett Aqua Sox, or Canadians and the Aqua Sox, I should say. And yeah, Nat Bailey Stadium, everything it was advertised to be. It's a fun place to watch baseball, a great community. And um, yeah, it's just a couple miles to the south of downtown Vancouver. So a couple yeah. times after the games, just drove up there and cruised around downtown and just kind of checked everything out and kind of re-familiarized myself with everything. And I told people, I've told them for years about Nat Bailey Stadium, it's right in the middle of town. Across the street, people live. Yeah, I mean, right in the middle of town in the sense that it's not – I always think of middle of town. I guess oh. I always think of downtown. But, no. I mean, it's it's kind of neat in the sense that it's – I guess it's kind of like if you had a baseball team in Ballard. Yeah. Something along those lines. I mean, it's close to downtown, but it's – like you said, it's situated right there. There's a huge park, a Queen Elizabeth Park that mm-hmm. uh, is just off to one side of it, just – Directly on either side of the built of the building, there's well, there's an aquatic center, there's an ice skating rink. I didn't realize the ice skating rink is where they held the 2010 curling events for the 2010 Winter Olympics. Right. There are large parks nearby there where there's baseball going on and soccer going on everywhere. There's little places to walk around. There's a great cafe like three blocks away that I kept going to, and like you said, it's just nestled right into a neighborhood there. And it's just one of those neighborhoods too where they close off the streets a little bit on the weekends so. Mm-hmm. Kids can can wander around freely and bicyclists and and joggers and I'm spending way too much time talking about this place, but it it really is cool. If anybody yeah. gets a chance to go up there and watch baseball oh, yeah. sometime, it, it's a fun trip. And again, it's just very conveniently located right by one of the better metropolitans uh, downtown areas in the world, quite frankly. And yeah, kind of a neat place. So had a good time. Today's show is brought to you by the Buzz In Steakhouse, Hattrick Northwest, the Law Office of Russell and Hill. The Mike Dixon Farmers Insurance Screen Printing Northwest and by Hometown Handyman. But tonight's show is not going to be a Steve Willits travel. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to Pasco tomorrow. Do we want to talk about that? <laughs> no. No, we should definitely talk some high school sports. And it's a great time to do it, right? It's uh, it's coming in to that point in the spring season where we're starting to wrap up the regular season. Uh, most of our sports now are into postseason play. There are one or two that are not. I know softball's still going on. But, uh, yeah, we've got district playoffs going on. And we're going to focus on that for the first few segments. We're going to hear from the from the Mount Lake Terrace High School baseball team here in a moment. This is a Mount Lake Terrace team that started off the year. Check this out. Started off the year two and nine. Wow. They were then they were three and ten, and since then they have gone on an eight game winning streak. They really turned it around. They lost six games by one run. Uh, finally figured it out. Turned it around just in time for district playoffs. It's time to be playing. <laughs> Best time. They had to do a play in game against Arlington, the the Eagles, who what up until two years ago had a. 50-something game regular season winning streak. Knocked off Scott Striegel and his Eagles team earlier this week. And then they had to go play at Oak Harbor. I think it was up in Squalicum, but the game was against Oak Harbor. They knocked them off. 
And now they're in the semifinals. They're going to be playing right over at Funco Field tomorrow night against Edmonds Woodway and with a chance to get into the district championship. So caught up with Coach Ryan Sells, who is a Mount Lake Terrace alum and who is the skipper for the team. He's got two really strong senior pitchers, and this is why we we're not totally surprised they made it this far. We knew they were going to be good this year. And Addison Maddox and Cody Snow are every bit as advertised. So two ace pitchers. They also have a, a junior outfielder named Romnick uh, Quibben and a sophomore shortstop named Talon Zink. And we're going to talk to all of them here in just a moment, an interview I did at the school earlier today. We're then going to focus our attention to the sport of boys soccer. The Edmonds Woodway Warriors, they've had a great year all around from start to finish. They're 12-3-2, 12 wins, 3 losses, 2 ties, Mm -hmm. and they've made it to the district semifinal game. They're taking on Shorecrest tomorrow night at Shoreline Stadium. Shorecrest is 17-0 this year, and they've only – allowed five goals all season. So Edmonds Woodway has their work cut out for them, but we did catch up with Warriors head coach Michael Ochoa as well as two of his captains, Eddie Olson and uh, Deacon Fuentes. And then on the final segment of the night, we're hoping this all comes together here. This will be really cool if it does. We've been in contact, so we didn't hear back from them, but I think we're going to talk to Mike Price tonight. Wow. Yeah, the former head football coach at the Washington State Cougars, Grew up right down the street here, right? Everett yep. High School. Yep. His dad, Walt Price, the fitness center at Everett Community College, is named for him. He was the longtime football coach there. Um, Mike and his son, Eric, are traveling around right now running these football academies for quarterbacks, and they're going to be coming to Everett in, in early June. So we're going to have Mike and Eric on tonight. I think one of their camps or something that they're doing tonight is just wrapping up during the latter part of our show. So we're hoping right during that final segment there, if it all works out, to get both of them on the phone and kind of find out what they've been up to and maybe sneak a couple of historic Everett questions in for Mike and have him tell us a little bit about the uh, the golden days of when he played here in the 60s and when Dad was the football coach. There you go. All-State Insurance Agent Brian Reed brings tonight's show along with Dale Wagner Law Office, GSR Rental in Monroe, Ace Hardware Stores on Lake Stevens, Everett, and Stanwood, Glass by Lund, the Stomach County PUD, and Erickson Furniture. The Mount Lake Terrace Hawks baseball team, a team that was 3-10 and 10 at one point this season, in fact, they were 2-9 and nine at one point, has made its way back, and they are all the way into the District 1 semifinals tomorrow at Funco Field. Who saw this coming? Well, I think they might have. We'll talk to them here in just a moment. Let's talk to the head coach right now of the Hawks, as well as four of their players. Let me have you guys introduce yourselves really quick. We'll start with the head guy here, the skipper. <laughs> head coach, uh, Ryan Sells. And then we've got the uh, the players themselves. I want you guys to introduce your name, your position, and what year you are in school. Uh, I'm Addison Maddox. I'm a right-handed pitcher, and I'm I'm a senior this year. I'm Talon Zank. I'm a shortstop, and I'm a sophomore. Uh, I'm Romney Kibon. I play center field and middle infield, and I'm a junior. I'm Cody Snow. I'm a right-handed pitcher, and I play first base, and I'm a senior this year. Okay, Coach, before we get to you, I'm going to have a little fun with these guys. We're going to, we're going to do the icebreaker game here. I have a, a list of 100 questions. I want each one of them to give me a number between 1 and 100. Let's see, maybe they'll even get creative and not give me their jersey number. Give me a number between 1 and 100, and we're going to ask you a question. Addison, let's start with you. Let's go 22. 22, okay, here we go. Your question, would you rather spend three days exploring Disneyland or three days exploring New York City? I have to say Disneyland, you know, I, the kid, the little kid in my heart, I, you know, I'd, I'd have a lot of fun with that for sure. 
is he, is coach is he a playful type of guy? Is he somebody who likes to have fun? I'd say so. When it comes down to it, he definitely takes it serious. But yeah, when it's playful time, I could see him at Disneyland for yeah. sure. And he's a baseball guy, so even if I threw in like a Mets game or a Yankees game, you'd still take Disneyland, huh? Uh, if it's the Red Sox, I might have to pick that. Oh, okay. There's there's a little tell right there. I don't know that I like to hear that. We're, we're in Mariner country here, but let's ask Talon the same question. Give me a number. I'll go with 18. Number 18. Here we go. Do you have any pet peeves? Anything that just really bothers you? It can be baseball. It can be non-baseball. Um, stepping on the line and uh, chewing with your mouth open. It's just uh, very gross. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> now, the first one I got to ask is, is that superstitious, this, the line stepping thing? or? Uh, yeah, it's just kind of a basic thing. You know, it just really uh, ticks me off when I, other, when I see other people doing that. So, yeah. Okay, let's throw some names out possibly here. Does anybody on the team chew with their mouth open? Um, Tyler Shankel for sure. I catch him probably almost daily, and uh, that's really all I know. But yeah, Tyler, you got to keep that mouth shut, man. Dude, not only are the Terrace Hawks winning on the baseball diamond, they're also winning in the interview. I'm liking this right now. Romnick, give me a number. Uh, 23. 23, okay, here we go. Is that a Jordan thing, by the way? Uh, just random number. Here we go, random numbers work. Favorite sports victory of all time, and I'm, I'm going to say you can't choose one of your district playoff games either all because right. we're going to talk about those. Favorite sports victory for you of all time? It could be a game you played in or maybe just as a sports fan. Um, I mean, I kind of like, I remember watching the, uh, the Auburn versus Alabama game back when I was little in like the living room of my uncle's house, and I just like remember coming upstairs, and I just see like... Um, that kick returner like catch the ball and just run all the way for a touchdown. I remember that. That was pretty. That was a pretty cool moment. So, so a baseball interview and you went Iron Bowl football game on me, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, was, it was a very cool moment, by the way. Okay, Cody, you're up. Uh, number twenty. Number twenty. Okay, you guys are keeping them all kind of in the low range for me here. What is your dream job? And I'm gonna say I'm gonna take baseball pitcher off the uh, the table here too. Give me your dream job. I'd like to be a game warden. Game warden. Any reason in general? I like to be outdoors, and it's kind of a flexible job where I get to drive around and uh, just help people. I feel like with the, uh, the the flow in the back here, you kind of got the game warden look, too. Is that, uh, is that a yeah. fair assumption? Yeah, I think so. Okay, there we go. So we learned about your guys there a little bit, Ryan. Let's talk some baseball finally. Yeah. Great answers, by the way. I'm enjoying this. You and I were just talking a minute ago. At one point this season, you, you win your first game by uh, 10 runs over Getchell. You lose nine of your next 10. You're 2-9. and nine. And I think everybody was kind of thinking, well, we had some, some hope for Terrace this year, but it's not looking very good. You told me that you never really lost, lost confidence in these guys. You kind of knew all along this could happen, right? You've yeah. won eight in a row, by the way, I should point out. Yeah, and we kept confidence. I mean, you know, especially losing those games, you can lose a lot of morale, a lot of confidence. Um, and we kept the same approach, you know. And, and us as coaches, like I said, I couldn't tell you how many phone calls I had with my brother uh, being my assistant, you know, saying, hey, you know, what can we do? Uh, to get these guys in a better situation and you know even losing the first being two and nine rattling off eight straight you know it's not about that it's just about the focus you know and, and the passion that they brought to the table and being able to see that you know there's it's it's nothing better you know it really isn't and being able to be the coach and see the response you know because we always talk about it's not how you start it's how you finish and the response man has been beautiful you know it's been everything that we've wanted but it's also fun to watch as well on the field what's been the biggest turnaround Oh, uh, right now, just the, the energy, the focus, um, knowing where they're at and what it means to them. I think that's the biggest part is that not not too, not any stage is too big for them. Um, you know, even coming into Arlington, even coming into when we had all of those losses, you know, everyone was like, what is Mount Lake Terrace doing? How are they going to do this? You know, what is happening? Is it, are you guys too young? 
we just kept to the same track. You know, we had two seniors on the bump and Addison and Cody that we knew could get us into ball games. Um, and we just kept the same approach. We really did. You know, it's the energy, the passion. That's what kept us there. And we never looked back. We never looked at the past game and said, hey, we need to do better. It was like stay in the present moment where your two feet are. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to the your, your pitchers are your seniors here. Mm -hmm. Addison, I'm going to ask you the question first. Obviously, your senior year. You know that between you and Cody, a lot of expectations were on this team this year. Everybody's thinking that, hey, you've got two strong pitchers here, two ace type of pitchers. you got a lot of youth around them. Again, it's your final year as it is. You're coming off of two years in which we've had COVID, right? Two years ago, there was no season. Last year, there was no postseason. This is your one opportunity here. What, what's going through your mind when this team is 2-9? Especially for somebody like you, you just came off of playing in the Tacoma Dome in the basketball season, so you're, you're kind of hoping to go back to a state tournament. What were you thinking at 2-9? I was just thinking, I mean, yeah, I just got to do all I can do to keep these guys competing and just keep the energy up because that was the thing we just kind of, young guys got on their heels, kind of got struck by our losses and didn't know how to battle back. So we, we figured it out. We stayed in there. We kept our energy going, and we just started having fun and started winning. That's all it is. And Cody, kind of the same question for you. You're in the same predicament there your senior year. You're looking in the standings. And meanwhile, the other teams in the Edmond School District, they're all soaring up the rankings there, and they're all in the top two or three in the standings. Had to be frustrating for you too, though, right? Yeah, I'd say it definitely wasn't, uh, wasn't fun during the beginning of the season. But I think having to find focus and get it turned around, knowing that what we do in the regular season doesn't matter as long as we're able to make it to the postseason and be able to have a chance to play these teams again and show them what we can really do. And Ramanek, I'm going to ask you this question here too. I know Coach and I were talking about it a moment ago, so I'm sure he has an answer for it, but I'd like to hear from one of the guys that's in the lineup. Uh, Coach was mentioning you guys were averaging, what was it, close to 13 strikeouts per game at the plate in the early part of the season, and you've since cut that down. What have you guys done as players to kind of turn this ship around and get to this eight-game winning streak? Yeah, we just like kind of had to figure out that um, we shouldn't be scared about like facing those pitchers and stuff, and just face our fears and go up swinging. Like nothing could go wrong if we just go up swinging and just have our confidence back, and you know, just rig in our mental ability to stay focused and just try not to be too stressed out, stressed out about like the situation. So just try to stay within ourselves and be confident in the box. Talon, sometimes that's easier said than done, though, isn't it? I mean, when you get up there, stepping into the plate, you're facing some of these guys and. I'm looking at a couple of the Ed Edmonds Woodway pitchers that uh, you might, might be seeing tomorrow, you know, Gabler and Inman and some of those other guys, the guys from Linwood, Meadowdale. It, sometimes when you get into that box, though, uh, sometimes those fears are real, right? So what have you done maybe personally to kind of make sure that you've been able to have a better second half of the season? Um, so I just think, uh, obviously, with our rough start, you know, everything wasn't going as planned. But as the season went on, we just realized that we got nothing to lose and that, you know, if, if I'm in the box, I'm going to go down swinging and put up a fight. And I'm going to make it as hard as uh, as possible to get the pitcher out of the game in less than four. You know, just go up there and fight. And here you guys are. We should mention two playoff games over the past week. Coach, the first one, you faced an Arlington team in a play-in game, essentially. we got 12 teams that make the district playoffs. The top four get to go on automatically. Five through 12 have to play a one-game play-in. You draw an Arlington team that's been brutally tough over the last few years. They're seated higher than you. There's a lot of expectations on that team. Talk about that game last week and uh, being able to pull off the victory over the Eagles. Well, knowing Arlington Eagles, I mean, that team won 50 straight regular season games. So, oh, there's I mean, that, right? <laughs> that speaks for itself, knowing what team's up north. Um, we knew what we were facing. I know Scott, you know, he's, you know, and even some of the ex-players that I had through Lace's program, you know, it's a tough team. They always compete, and that's the north teams. You know, they always have guys up there, have good arms, they have good bats, you know, and they battled us. Um, they battled us all the way through. Luckily, Addison, you know, 
kept his focus, kept the determination, and kept those bats off guard. You know, he really did all game. And knowing Arlington, I knew it was going to be a dogfight coming in. And I knew that we had to score early and often because we had a good guy on the mound that could take us seven innings. So we knew push across a couple runs and we'd be in a good situation. And the thing is, we pushed across pushed across a couple and we kept adding in those middle innings like we've talked about all year being great in the middle innings mm -hmm. uh the three through five three through six and that's exactly what panned out addison to get a lead early and you're one of these guys where if you give yourself a little bit of a cushion there good things seem to happen for this team how, how important is it for you on the mound when your team goes out and you that matter too i know you also step to the plate and do very well there with a bat in your hand but how important is it to get that lead early for you uh, it's huge. I mean, it just gives you that much more confidence on the mound to be able to just have the confidence that your team's putting runs up on the board and you can just go out there and do your job and do your thing and just battle. So then you guys get to round two. You play Oak Harbor the other day and kind of the wild card. They're a team that doesn't play as much in Wesco these days. Coach, uh, obviously maybe a different situation in that you don't have the same scouting reports you would have mm -hmm. if you had played a Meadowdale or, you know, somebody, Shorecrest, Shorewood. What is that like for you and what did you know about that team going in? I knew I knew they had a good arm. I knew they had a power arm, which we didn't see. I was very surprised by that. I mean, I think all of us were a little surprised. Um, they threw their number one at us, you know, who who we knew was, you know, looking at the paper, 5-0, and had a good ERA, um, didn't have a lot of punch outs, so we knew that he was going to be in the zone. We knew that he was going to pump the zone, throw strikes. Um, and we told our guys prepping into it, you know, he's going to fill up the zone. we got to be ready to hit our pitches. Mm -hmm. And not knowing anything about Oak Harbor, knowing a couple arms, I knew that they were good. They were two seed for a reason. They competed. Um, and so we just prepared like we did for any other team. Um, you know, even coming into it, preparing, pitching, defense, everything, nothing changed. And going into it, I think our guys were prepared. They were focused. Damn, we were hungry going into that game, too. You know, and, and it showed first inning. And I believe you, uh, did you get a grand slam in the first inning? Yeah, I believe the, the kid over here standing next to me uh, started it off and hit a grand slam in Talon. Yeah, yeah. and so that's that set a tone like no other, let me tell you. Talon Zink, when was the last time you hit a grand slam home run? Um, never. Never? Not even Little League? Nothing? No. Just solos. Two runs, three runs, never grand slam. So you come up here, you're, you're a sophomore, you're in a district playoff game, your team's trying to make it to the semifinals. 0-0 zero, zero at the time in the first inning? 1-0. 1-0. Uh, I, I think it was. No, it was 0-0. Oh, oh, it was 0-0. Zero, 0-0, zero. Zero, zero, you're at the plate there. Take us through the at-bat. What, what were you looking for? What did you get? So it was bases loaded, one down. I'm just looking to put something in the air, hopefully get a run across or two. And, you know, first pitch goes by, it's a fastball strike shouldn't have taken it should have poked in the gap but you know he comes back with a curveball and it's close so i know he's probably going to go back to it and you know i just got it out in front put it up in the air and it just carried out did you know right away uh no i actually did not think it was going out at all <laughs> so, so nobody did okay anyone did yeah no one did <laughs> so what was that like when you got to home plate i'm guessing that maybe a teammate or two or three might have met you there huh well first it was uh my boy dominic kim a little confused on the base pass so <laughs> After that, I got caught up to him and stuff, kind of slow jog around, but everyone was there. Everyone was hyped, and I think it really set a tone for Cody to go out there and do his thing. Yeah, and, Ron, where were you at when this happened? Uh, I was on third base, and I was actually going to take up because I did not know what was going out. So I was just like got back to the bag, and I just see like the left hitter keep going back and back, and then saw the ball go over the fence, and then, yeah, we were all excited for that moment. T tell me about your at-bat. I, I, I'm asking because I really don't know other than I know now you were on third base. Obviously, the number one pitcher for Oak Harbor, you're up to North Plain. What was that like for you? Uh, well, that first at bat I had, I drew a walk, like knowing that we haven't seen that pitcher before, or, like really scouted Ocarbo a lot. Uh, I was just going up there looking for a quality at bat, so just wanted to see some pitches from my team, so I could, you know, like let them know what I saw. So um, didn't really get a pitch that I um, was looking for, so ended up drawing a walk, uh, and hope, um, 
thankfully Talon was able to drive us all in. No, definitely. And yeah, I guess kind of deja vu here. We just asked Addison a few moments ago about what it was like to have a big cushiony lead against Arlington. And Cody, you're on the bump for the Oak Harbor game and you go out there and it's 4 nothing already. You've got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that was absolutely electric. Having Talon do that in the first inning, it, it really brings a confidence to your team and puts something in the other team's head worrying that they have to do something now and trying to force their hand rather than them thinking they've got all game to do something. So it's just, it's it's amazing when your hitters can do that for you and allow you to pitch uh, pitch with a lead and just fill up the box and not let your defense work and not having to worry about doing everything. And the final score to the game again was? 10-3. to 10-3, so you, you went the, the distance, right? Seven innings there. Were, were you determined to get all seven in? Obviously, you got a nice big lead at the end. Could you have stepped away and said, I'll let somebody else take the seventh, or was that no, not so, going to happen? No, I, I want to go all the way. Every time I go out there, that's my goal, yeah. is to go all the way and help my team win. Coach, you kind of mentioned that these guys don't like to give up the ball when they have it, do they? I was just going to say, ask these seniors, man. Ask them how many times I've looked at them. I think I pulled... I think two of them, three of times for pitch count, and it was the toughest thing that I had to do because I had to look them in the eye, and they're like, are you serious, coach? you got to do this now, and I'm like, this is pitch count. Yep, i got to do it. So, yeah, it's it's tough. When I mean, you have guys like this, you know, that demand the ball, it's tough to take it out of their hands. You know, it's they, they compete. They love to compete, and that's the passion that we talk about. You know, it's mm-hmm. they, they, they want to will their team to a victory, and that's what you want, you know, on, on your team as well as seniors. Definitely. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, I'm going to ask these two senior pitchers about each other, talk a little bit about some of the players in the field and the big game at Funko Field tomorrow when Prep Sports Weekly continues right after this. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz Inn Steakhouse. The Buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while the Buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. At KRKO, now more than ever, we all need to find a reason to smile. It is against the law in Alaska to awaken a sleeping bear. They actually have a law on the books. Is that really necessary? Doesn't that situation pretty much take care of itself? It's Tim Hunter, morning 6 to 9 on KRKO, when you can use a little smile to start your day. Ace Hardware is a helpful place with prompt, friendly service, knowledge, and the little things that make a big difference. Service. Selection. Advice. Community involvement. Competitive prices. Convenience. Located near you. And the things you need, such as... House keys. Lawn and garden. Plumbing. Electrical. Hardware. Grills. Outdoor living supplies. And even nuts and bolts. When you visit Ace Hardware, you'll be greeted at the door and given the help you need. So come visit us at Ace Hardware in Evergreen Way in Everett, Lake Stevens, and now Stanwood. Ace is the place Stevie Ray Visited, coming to the historic Everett Theater this Friday. Stevie Ray Visited celebrates the music and life of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Songs like Pride and Joy, Crossfire, and House is a Rockin'. Friday, May 13th at the historic Everett Theater. Get your tickets for Stevie Ray Visited online at yourhet.org with the blues and rock you love. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. 
Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you, and pretty soon you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today because coverage counts. Welcome back to Prep Sports Weekly. We are here with the Mill Lake Terrace Hawks baseball team, and it's worth mentioning one more time. Started off the season two and nine, then we're three and ten, and since then they have won eight games in a row, including two district playoff games this week. And they are now finding themselves in the District One semifinals. They play at Funco Field tomorrow at four o'clock. An improbable run in some people's eyes, but maybe not theirs. And we're coming back with the four players and coaches that we're talking to right now. And I want to talk to the two senior pitchers here, Addison Maddox and Cody Snow, both having outstanding years. Cody, tell me a little bit about Addison Maddox, a senior pitcher. He's going to the University of Hawaii next year to pitch. What makes him such a good pitcher? He's an absolute dog on the bump, and he, he really goes out there to compete every time. And he, he never lets you know what's going to come. He's switching pitches throughout the game. He seems to have so many of them that you never know what's coming when you're in the box, and he gets better every single time he goes out there. That just makes him a great pitcher, and his competitiveness makes him a dog, and that helps us win games. Okay, and from one starting pitcher to another, from one ace to another, Addison, your turn. Tell me about Cody Snow. What kind of a pitcher is he on the mound? I mean, he's just a stallion on the mound with his hair. The flow just... Just sets a tone right away. The other team doesn't know what to do when they see that. I mean, he's a dog. He gets in the zone. He just once once he's in the zone, no no one's taking him out of it. He's just in that game, and he's going to finish it. He's going to take it the whole way. We don't want to give too much of a scouting report, but other than being a, a stallion and having the flow, what kind of a pitch is he? What kind of pitches is he throwing? I mean, he's got a dirty curveball coming at your head, then ending up at your shins. I mean, there's there's nothing you can do with that. There's no hitting that. A lot of love between the pitchers there. A lot of love, man. I'm telling you, those seniors love each other. Okay, let me have the two field players talk, talk about each other a little bit. Uh, Talon, tell me about Romnick. What kind of a player? Um, you know, he just he goes out there and competes in center. You know, he's fast. You know, his work ethic is off the charts, being a switch hitter, work on both sides each time. He goes up to the plate, and uh, he puts up the pitch count, works the at-bat, and, uh, yeah, great player. Count on him to get on base more often than not. Yeah, obviously. Okay, Romnick, tell me about Talon. Yeah, like, he's one of the smartest players I know. Like, I know when he plays shortstop, like, I see him make some plays, and I was just, like, thinking to my head, like, oh, I would have never thought to do that before. Or, like, but he's also, like, one of the toughest players. Like, I know he broke his nose one game, and he just came back to practice and fought again, and just one of the toughest players. And he's also, like, great hitter and great shortstop, one of the best I've ever been around, too. Very nice. Now, let's talk about some of your teammates here. Addison, let me start with you. When you and Cody are not on the mound, who can we expect to watch out there? Who are some of maybe the younger guys out there that occasionally get to take the ball? I mean, we, all, we got a ton of guys. We got Jack Glover, who just is another dog, just goes out and shoves every game. He's that he's that that guy who just comes out of nowhere. No one sees him coming, and he just he just does it. He just battles. Um, we got closer Tyler Song. He comes out there with some dirty stuff. I mean, he goes out there and just gets ground ball after ground ball. Sometimes I wish I got that in me, but he 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 just gets it done. Coach, are we leaving anybody out pitching wise? 
Uh, pitching wise, Song, definitely Glover, and then also um, there's some sophomores in Meadows and Swan um, that haven't logged a lot of innings. Well, Song's logged a little bit more, but Swan and Meadows as well, um, sophomore pitchers coming up. But, you know, like I said, it's hard when you have two senior pitchers that mm -hmm. demand the baseball. But definitely in the future, yeah, absolutely, th those arms will play here. Okay, Cody, I, I let him take the relief pitchers. I'm going to give you the catcher. Tell me about who uh, who's catching when you guys are pitching. We've got uh, Griffin Potter and Tyler Shankle. Griffin's been catching a lot this season. He's been doing a great job just for framing up the ball, knowing what you want to throw, and controlling the game, really. He's able to stay back there and be a dog behind the plate. I just, I like when Griffin catches. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about the outfield. Romnick, tell me who's out there with you. Um, well, we have a mix of outfielders. So um, we have sometimes Dominic Kim and Wright. We also have uh, Dave Nicholson, Mateo Cantu, um, Matthew Meadows. I'm not sure if I'm leaving out anybody else, but we have a great variety of outfielders that we have, and we always have fun out there, We're always communicating, always competing with each other. It's great to have them out there because I know like, I can trust them when, when the ball's hit to them. They know what they're doing. We know what we're all doing, and we all trust each other too. Okay, Talon, you get the infielders. Tell me a little bit about them. Who's, who's at which positions? So at second, we got Riley Norton and Tyler Song, and at third, we got uh, Braden Swan and Bede Breezy. And uh, so basically, they're... They're great. I mean, I'm out there. I, I gotta, I gotta control them. Gotta keep them calm during the game. You know, infield can be uh, chaotic every once in a while. But I'm out there to lead them. You know, tell them what, what to do, what to expect. And yeah, I love them. Great. Did we cover all the positions there? Yeah, we covered all the positions. And just going with the infield, outfield. Yeah, I think you know, even being that shortstop, he's done a great job. Talent has being a sophomore and being a being a good leader out mm. there. Because even with we have seniors, juniors, you know, mixed around. But also Rom being the center focal point in center field as well he's been great all year um, helping out with the outfielders as well bringing them along and I think you know obviously when it comes to the seniors you know position wise they've been carrying a lot of those underclassmen with them mm -hmm. so it's been really fun to watch really cool to see too Tell me about your coaching staff. Uh, obviously, one of them you know fairly well, right? I think you you and him share a birthday, so. I think so, yeah. Your twin brother. And he hangs three minutes over me, yeah. Let me tell you that one. Uh, but, no, my coaching staff, I have, uh, you know, Jacob Sells, my brother, twin brother, and then I have Connor Flynn, who's done an excellent job the last couple years at the JV level. Had another winning season this year. That's two winning seasons back-to-back. -back. Um, you know, and obviously we don't count JV too much, but it's just really cool to see you know, at least the program's in good hands. Um, we have Brad Sturgis as well, who's helped out. Um, he also has a son on the team, but he's been helping out um, as a volunteer. And then also Dominic uh, DeMiro, who's helping out doing pitching coach. So he's our pitching coach as well. And let me tell you, it's been a game changer since he's actually been on the team. Um, helping with our pitchers. Being a guy who played at, you know, University of Hawaii, he brings a lot of experience. Um, you know, and also we got one dude who I know is going to the University of Hawaii in Addison. Um, but he's brought so much, you know, in-depth knowledge, in-depth analysis to, to our pitching level. You know, it's, I mean, we've seen them shine, you know, and he's been able to help out with some of the pitch calling. You know, it's been second to none. It really has. And the one thing I did notice there, other than maybe your volunteer coach who has a son on the team, everybody else is a Malik Terrace alum. Everyone else a little bit of pride Malik there. Terrace alum. It's a pride thing. You know, it really is, and it's really cool to see. You know, I played here four years being able to come coach, you know, as we've had conversations in the past. Mm -hmm. It's awesome, you know, and being able to have guys on the staff who are ex-Mount Lake Terrace Hawks, we trust them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the philosophy point. They know what you're going to preach. They know how the coaching style is here, you know, and, you know, that's why we've had, you know, two good seasons back-to-back -back at least. So. Yeah. Speaking of Terrace legacies, this guy over here is Talon. Your, your dad played here once upon a time, right? Your parents went to school here. So is there something to be said for that in terms of as a youngster, were you always looking to become a Hawk and wanting to play sports here? Or? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, my dad would always tell me stories about his days at shortstop and uh, varsity. He actually ended up being drafted by the Cleveland Indians in uh, '96. So yeah, I'm just I'm there to follow his footsteps.
no, no extra pressure and all that, or it is a is it, is it all kind of fun? Do you and your dad kind of have friendly conversations about that and rivalries, it perhaps? Yeah, definitely. You know, he always gives me a little bit of jokes and stuff, but you know, I take it. I'm used to it, and I'm uh, ready to tackle it. Yeah, and I should mention well, the University of Hawaii thing. We do have to talk about that here for a moment. First of all, what went into the decision for you, and did Dominic DeMiro have an influence on that? Obviously, maybe opened up a little bit of a, a pathway for Mount Lake Terrace to go to Hawaii. I think it definitely opened my eyes hearing that Dominic went there and obviously being close with his family and everything with my mom teaching here. But, I mean, just the coaching staff there, it's super competitive, new program starting up, and it's just just a lot of energy, mm -hmm. something I want to be a part of. So now I just asked Talon about it, his dad playing here. Your mom has taught here for quite a while. So kind of the same thing for you, I would imagine. And I know I've talked to you about that in terms of basketball too. You've been watching this program for a long time since – since you were a little guy, so does this have extra meaning for you? Oh, 100%. I mean, I've worn terrace gear since I was a little kid, man. My mom's just uh, just bled terrace, so I'm just along with it. And then you got Mr. Snow over here, whose dad went to Edmonds Woodway. So is there a – you're playing Edmonds Woodway in the district champ or semifinals tomorrow. Is there a little extra rivalry there? Obviously, you've had to kind of turn dad's allegiances a little bit, right? No, I think, he, I think he's all terrace now. He's ready to go. <laughs> Excellent. Coach, uh, let's talk about that really quick, too. Uh, again, semifinals tomorrow. If you win that game, you already qualify for state. Uh, if you lose, you have to go into the consolation bracket and win one. What kind of a game are we looking at? You've played Evans Woodway twice this year. We know that they've got some dogs on the mound. So what are we expecting at Funko Field at 4 o'clock tomorrow? It's going to be a rubber match. You know, it's, it's going to be – we both know each other. We both know each programs. I know the head coach. He knows me. Um, we've gone – you know, we've competed against each other not only in high school but also in the summer. Um, so there's a lot of competitiveness there. Um, we expect – you know, it's going to be a dogfight just like you said. Uh, they got some good – you know, they got some good talent on the other side. They play defense well. They do the little things well. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think that's one thing that we prepared as a team. We've, we've been ready for those little things, yeah. you know, and we've been prepping for that defensively, offensively, pitching-wise. Um, but I expect a battle tomorrow, you know, and I think the first team that takes those runs across the board, I think is going to be the team in the end that's going to win the game. And, and Romnick, let me ask you this, too, to get you involved here for a moment. I'm making a big deal out of it. I don't know if anybody else is, but as we speak here right now, Meadowdale and Monroe are about to play each other, or I'm sorry, Linwood and Monroe. If Linwood wins that game, it's an all Edmonds School District semifinal, which is probably unheard of. I don't can ever recall a time. Do you guys talk about that amongst each other? I, I've got to think you probably know the players from the south end of Snohomish County more than you know the other ones, right? Yeah, like we look at it a little bit, but uh, right now we're kind of focused on playing Woodway. We're just kind of staying in the moment too, but it's uh, like great to know that like all like the teams on our side of the division are doing well too, but. Uh, we're just going to take this one step at a time and hopefully get a dub at uh, Mizzou Way and see who's going to go out and move on next. There we go. We've got clear weather right now, so these guys need to get out there, get some fielding in, get some throws going. Big game tomorrow. Do we know who's on the mound, Coach, or are we going to save that until tomorrow? I'm going to save that, you know, because whoever's listening tonight, I'm going right. to save that. And, you know, I'm not going to give... Dan Somoza doesn't know the station numbers. I'm or... not going to give Dan extra powder. <laughs> you know, I won't do it. Uh, you know, we're going to see game time decision tomorrow, but just know whoever's going to be on the bump will compete and yeah. definitely will give us our best chance at winning. Good chance you're going to see a combination of Maddox or Snow or maybe both. Good combination you're going to... Uh, chance you're going to see perhaps Gabler or... Marshall Ingman over there on the other side. So it could be a very good game all around. Hey, guys, again, congratulations. Eight straight victories for the Hawks. They've come back strong. It's a fun group, you can tell already. A lot of pride here, a lot of tradition here, and uh, wishing you guys all the best. Go Hawks. Cool. Thank you, Steve. Rock chop. Rock chop. So there you go, a little Mount Lake Terrace basketball. Oh, baseball, baseball. Yeah, the rock chalk through you because it's a basketball <laughs> thing usually for Kansas. I had to ask after that. I'm like, what is that all about? And apparently Ryan Sells, the skipper, the manager there, is a big Kansas fan. So about halfway 
through the season, they all started yelling rock chalk, and they've been winning ever since, so they've been kind of rolling with it. So <laughs> kind of a cool story. Oh, by the way, an update here. Yeah. Um, the game is now a final. This was a game that had been rained out on Saturday. Linwood has defeated Monroe. So the semifinals, all of which are taking place at Funco Field tomorrow, it's going to be an all Edmonds School District uh, District One baseball semifinal. That's pretty. Doesn't have to be first ever. Oh, it's. I would imagine. I don't. Can't even think of a time when maybe three of the teams were in, let alone all four of them. So it's Mount Lake Terrace and Edmonds one way at four o'clock, and then followed by Meadowdale Linwood. So. If you want to get out and see some baseball tomorrow at Edmonds Woodway, really good pitchers in that league too right now. So uh, go check that out and uh, see what it's all about. Sounds good. What's next? Soccer. They're also in the district semifinals. One of those teams is Edmonds Woodway. Going to catch up with the Warriors, the head coach, and two of the players. Prep Source Weekly continues right here on KRKO. Supporting the community. It's important now more than ever. That's why the law offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood proudly supports local high school sports. Since 2005, the team at the law offices of Dale Wagner have been helping their local community with their disability and workman's compensation claims. So if you've been injured on the job in Island, Skagit, or Snohomish County and need help getting the benefits you deserve, look no further than the disability and workman's compensation attorney team at the law offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood. To find out more, go to Dale Wagner law.com and go spartans locally owned veteran owned the hometown handyman is proud to support local sports student athletes are an inspiration to us all playing for their community and their teammates showing good sportsmanship and working hard in the classroom and in practice the hometown handyman believes in hard work and integrity supporting community seniors veterans and first responders if you've got items on your to-do list that need to be crossed off go to hometownhandymanpnw.com and support local hometownhandymanpnw.com Hello spring, hello savings. Now at Erickson Furniture. Save hundreds with a free leather upgrade or get $300 off stressless Mike and Max motorized recliners with a soft rocking motion that provides instant comfort and $300 off the new 50th anniversary retro stressless Royal recliner available with the iconic stressless original base. Shop Erickson Furniture in Everett and online at ericksonfurniture.com. The thrill, the excitement, the bragging right. Everett 3-on-3 presented by Boeing. Rocking the streets of downtown Everett this July. The sport that's taken the world by storm right in the heart of Everett for all ages and abilities. Go to Everett3on3.net and register your team. Sign up to volunteer or become a sponsor. July 9th and 10th in the heart of downtown, it's Everett 3-on-3 presented by Boeing. Go to Everett3on3.net. That's Everett3on3.net. As a business owner, you know a different side of restaurants than most people. You know the long nights, the stressful days, the grease fires in the kitchen, and still you keep the orders coming and the service friendly. But sometimes you need a little help. The food service equipment professionals at Hattrick Northwest are dedicated to serving Snohomish County restaurants by giving them the proper guidance and sincere answers they need when it comes to food service equipment. We know food service because we've done food service. Hattrick Northwest. When you call us, you get us. Find us online at hattrick-northwest.com. It's District 1 3A soccer playoff week as well. In fact, we're down to the semifinals already for the boys. And joining us right now, one of the four teams that's still left 
on the winner's side of things anyway, it's the Edmonds Woodway Warriors. They have a 12-win, three-loss, two-tie record this year. Joining us, joining us right now, the head coach, Michael Ochoa, as well as two of the captains, Eddie Olson and Deacon Fuentes. Uh, coach, I'm going to start with you. Tell me a little bit about this team and what you guys have accomplished so far. We're going to get into the game tomorrow after this, but 12-3-2 and two for the most part, I've got to think, when you look at it from an overall side of things, you've got to feel pretty good about the way this has played out. Yeah, we've done well um, with the teams we've been playing against, winning the games we need to win. Um, a lot better position than we were um, the year before COVID, so uh, really proud of the midfield that we got uh, organized um, to, to pull out those 12 wins. Yeah, it's been good. Okay, let me talk to these guys here really quick. Give me your name, the position you play on the field, and also what year you are in school. Uh, my name is Deacon Fuentes. I'm a center back, and I'm a senior at Edmonds Woodway. I'm Eddie Olson, center mid, and I'm also a senior. So guys, uh, 12 wins for you again, and we, we talk about this over and over again all school year long. It's so different this year. You guys as sophomores, you didn't have a season. Your junior year, there was no playoffs, so now you finally get to play in district playoff action. It means something this year. Going out there in a very tough Wesco too, Eddie. Uh, what's it been like just competing in this league this year and being able to go out and knowing that you were hoping to maybe get to the point where in May we could have a conversation like this? I'm gonna be honest, we're, we're just having fun out here. You know, we got a great team. We're a family, and win or lose, we play together, we win together, and it's just looking great, you know? We're just having fun. Big smile on his face right there. Deacon, what about you? What are, what's it like for you to, to be a part of this team? Uh, I mean, it's been a whole different experience from uh, pre-COVID. You know, we got the fans out here, our families, our friends. So, you know, you're playing for more than just yourself. You're playing for your team and all your supporters. So it's a lot different, a lot better. Okay, I want to have a little fun with you guys right now. I've got a thing called 100 questions. I want you each to give me a number between 1 and 100, and I'm going to ask you a question based on that. Eddie, I'll start with you. Okay, 23. 23. Why 23? Uh, first number I saw on the paper. <laughs> okay. Favorite sports victory of all time, and it cannot be something that's related to this week because we'll talk about districts here in a minute. It can be either something you've played in or just watched as a fan of sports. Favorite sports victory ever? Favorite sports victory ever? Uh, you see, a week ago we had senior night here at Edmonds Woodway High School, and our star boy, D1 kicker right there, Jacob Sanchez, scores a goal and gets an assist. First time ever starting, and I think that was just a beautiful moment. I loved it. Coach, that's going to speak to who these guys are in their character too, right? He just chose a moment based on the fact that one of his teammates got some glory. Oh yeah, that makes sense. It's a pretty unselfish team. Uh, like I said, I think both of them kind of explained it well. It's a family out here. Um, I think they support each other really well on and off the field. Um, and yeah, I think that was a great that was a great memory for us this season, for sure. And the fact that you have fans this year too, right? How, speak to that a little bit. When you come out here at Edmond Stadium, Friday night, whatever night, the lights are on, it means something, doesn't it? Yeah, shout out all the fans, you know. They've been coming out and supporting all of our games. We've had fans at every single game, and we love to see it. Love them getting hype and yelling at players, keeping it PG. That's what the game's about. <laughs> Always keeping it PG. Okay, yeah, Deacon, give me a number here, one, one through 100. Uh, 15. 15, all right, here we go. What is your favorite smell in the whole wide world? Favorite smell? Ooh, I'd probably have to go with uh, probably mint. Mint, okay. Big fan of mint, the smell or the, uh, the the taste? What is it? Both, I guess. I don't know. My favorite ice cream is some mint chocolate chip ice cream. Wait, what about so, fresh rain? Fresh rain is like pretty fresh nice. Fresh rain? 
know. You know when it's really dry out and then it rains and it smells so good. Especially when you're playing soccer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the best smell. I love coming out to that. Yeah. These, are, these are the behind the scene things we don't get when we look in the uh, on myedmondsnews.com or the Herald or whatever it is. So Minch is what you're going with, right? Yep, yep, that's what I'm going with. Okay, I'm not going to leave Coach out of this. Coach, give me a number. Uh, uh, let's go 17. 17 it is, okay. Your favorite time of the day? Oh, it's got to be morning time. Yeah, morning time is the best time of the day. Uh, you get things done. Uh, we got an early start. I'm an elementary school teacher, so yeah, eight o'clock's perfect for those kids. It's a great time. Great but, but time so of the day. But soccer times at night usually. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm fine because it's the preparation. I like to be a spectator at nighttime, so you know to watch that game is fun. But all that hard work happens during the day. It happens early in the day for sure for me. Yeah, best time of the day. Definitely. Talk about the win the other day. You guys defeated Shorewood on penalty kicks. And again, Coach, you kind of knew going into the season, nothing's going to be easy, right? You look top to bottom. A lot of good teams in this West Coast Conference right now, and Shorewood's right up there with all of them there. So in order to get from the to the semifinals, you needed to go through the quarterfinals, and not an easy game. No, um, it was hard to play him again uh, the first time around. Uh, we were missing a few players from when we had him the first time around. So it was a, it was a struggle, I think, to get... Uh, where we were, but definitely hard, hard fight. I mean, it was it was a battle. Both of those, both of the teams out there really left everything. I think out on the field. I'm surprised they had it for the PKs and the the five to two five minute overtime. So it, it is. I think just like tomorrow, it will be another hard game and. Uh, win or lose, just like next Saturday will be a hard game. Yeah, I think you're right. Each of those teams are, are pretty decent um, in Westco. It's been it's been tough. Well, I'll talk to the players real quick. Give me a takeaway from the Shorewood game. What it was something that uh, maybe you take with you going forward here the rest of the tournament? Obviously, you learn about yourselves. You learn about this team each and every game. But maybe something that you uh, you kind of hang your hat on after looking back. Yeah. Um, I think that game made me realize how important uh, the fans are. Um, they played a really big part in that game, you know, their support, keeping us moving, you know, pushing us forward and towards the end, getting in the other team's heads, I think played a major part in our victory. Eddie, did you get a chance to celebrate the game or is it one of those where you guys are too busy looking forward? Oh, we went to Denny's. We got, we got, I got pancakes. I personally got the Choco Nana uh, pancake special and uh, an Oreo milkshake. Okay. Yeah. I guess when you're young, you can run that off, right? Energy for the next match, right? Oh, yeah. I need pancakes. <laughs> okay. yeah. you, need, you need pancakes, and you need energy, and I guess we should ask, too. Semifinal game coming up, a Shorecrest team that's 17-0 this year, a Shorecrest team that I think has only been scored on five times this year, although two of those five goals were the Edmonds Woodaway Warriors. Coach, what kind of a matchup are we looking at at Shoreline Stadium tomorrow night at 8 o'clock? Um... And definitely we prepared as a kind of a defensive team to uh, take care of our our job uh, defensively uh, better than we did the first time, um, not allowing five goals in. Uh, we we want to keep a, a blank a sheet against them, but definitely, uh, you know, we can we, we know we can uh, score against them. Uh, we know that there's some weaknesses out there, so it's, you know, it's a soccer game. Anything can happen. Uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to making making uh, some things happen. Uh, you know, undefeated teams got to lose sometime. So why not Why not us, right? <laughs> there, there you go. You just played them six days ago, uh, five to two loss. As a player, what do you guys need to do differently? I mean, don't give us too many of the secrets here. They might be listening. But what do you guys need to do in order to, to compete and get a victory? Uh, I think uh, communication uh, within our team is really important, especially in our back line. So I think that's where uh, a lot of Shortcrest's uh, goals came from last game. So, yeah, staying thing organized in the back is going to be very important. Is the loss extra motivation for you guys? Oh, for sure, yeah. We'll come out harder than we did before, and we'll definitely work on what we lacked last time. 
There we go. Eight o'clock tomorrow night, Shoreline High School. We should mention Shoreline Stadium, but we should mention also Monroe Mount Vernon beforehand, the semifinal game. Coach, if anybody wants to go out and watch a doubleheader, give us a little preview. You, you, you've played in Monroe. I know Mount Vernon's kind of a, a mystery team, but I've had other coaches already tell me this year they're a really good ball club. Yeah, um, I haven't got a chance to see them play. I definitely watched... Um you know, Monroe play. Uh, Monroe has, has got a lot of the same um, tactics that we have. Um, they like to keep the ball. Um, it'd be, it would be a good match to watch for sure, Mount Vernon. I've heard some good things about them. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's going to be a good game, and uh, hopefully the right team wins. <laughs> hopefully the right team wins, but it should be fun. Definitely. It should be fun to watch, yeah. And before I let you guys go, we want to get some other names out there. Give me the names of some of your defensive players and also your goalkeeper. Goalkeepers, maybe. Um, of course, our, our goalkeeper is uh, Gabe Wilhelm um, and uh, my partner in the back, uh, Philip Borchert. Um, and my two outside backs, uh, Anand Raghu and uh, King Kate's son. Okay, give me some of the mids. Uh, unfortunately, we got Jack Carden right now on the bench. He's on a little scooter because he got a boo-boo on his leg. But hopping in the middle, we got my boy Anand. He also steps up there. Ragavendra Ragu, those two are brothers. And Edgar, Tiago, and Ben Hansen. Little Ben, he goes crazy on the ball. Okay. Yeah. Coach, Coach, give me some names up front. Who are we watching for the Warriors this season? Wow, we've had uh, a few players. I think Ben Hansen has spent some time up there. Um, Andrew Montero has spent some time up there. Um, you know, I have to say the real good thing about us is that we don't we don't have a real striker. We we have a couple of them that I think we can really put into the game and, and do some good. Uh, both of those guys have combined. Both Ben and Andrew have combined for what do we say, 23 goals so far this season. So we're looking forward to having them out there. And finally, last but not least, we want to mention some of your assistants. Who do you have working with you this year? <laughs> I have uh, my son Darius Ochoa is a goalie coach. Uh, Armand, uh, Armand is a manager, a former player of mine with clubs. So he's been managing his senior, really good with the guys. Uh, Benjamin Banks, a player that used to play with the team uh, two years ago, is also assistant. And uh, Daniel Swain, our JV coach. There you have it, the Edmonds Woodaway Warriors. 12 wins, 3 losses, 2 draws, and they're looking for win number 13 tomorrow. It would be a huge one. District semifinals, again, Edmonds Woodaway versus the undefeated Shortcrest Scots at Shoreline Stadium at 8, 8 p.m. Coach Ochoa, gentlemen, thank you for your time and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. That is a little bit with the Edmonds Woodaway boys soccer team. Again, they play this week as the playoffs continue. And we will continue with Prep Sports Weekly. We'll talk a little football, football camp with Coaches Price coming up next right here. It's Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. Do you know a high school or college student looking for a summer job? GSR Rentals in Monroe is looking for full-time and part-time help. Working in the rental yard, setting up and delivering tents, chairs, and tables for events. No experience necessary. Very competitive pay and a great, fun work environment. For over 20 years, GSR Rentals has been a staple in party and equipment rentals. And with a reputation like that, GSR Rentals needs more help. Get that summer job checked off your list. Go to GSRParty.com for more information. GSRParty.com. Hiring now. GSR Rentals is an equal opportunity employer. At Glass by Lund, if there's one thing they've learned over the past 40 years, it's that supporting the local community is very important. That's why they're huge supporters of West Coast High School sports, especially this year. It doesn't matter when the season starts. It doesn't matter the score. Glass by Lund supports high school sports 100%. And if you need support with windows, shower doors, or skylights, residential or commercial, remember since 1967, 
Glassbyte Lund has been here to serve in your community. To find out more, visit glassbylund.com. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference High School athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The Law Offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842. And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willis right here on KRKL. We're going to talk a little football. And well, there we go. Hi. Yeah, and this is a uh, one of these two guests we've really wanted to have on for quite some time now, especially for those that might have been listening during the pandemic. We talked a lot with uh, Larry O'Donnell from the class of 1955 at Everett High School, right. talking a lot about high school sports back in the day and what all that involved. And I know he mentioned uh, – Names like Walt Price and Pink Erickson and so many others. Well, we have a gentleman right now who I think knew a thing or two about Walt Price. He was his son, great football player in his own right, went on to become the head football coach at Washington State University. Mike Price joining us and his son, Eric Price, who was a longtime college and NFL coach as well. Gentlemen, thanks for being on here with us tonight. Yeah, it's great to be back in some way back to ever. <laughs> well, coach, yeah, how up, well, coach, how often do you get up here or have you been up here in a while? Quite a bit, actually. I have a sister-in-law that uh, lives in Snohomish and some nephews and, and nieces that live there. So, uh, And uh, my wife and I both graduated from Everett High School in 1964, and so her friends and family are still here, too. So we get back to Everett quite a bit. Well, and I think we're going to talk about this Price Elite Passing Academy here in just a moment, and uh, a great opportunity for some of the young folks out there. If you're just tuning in, and you know anybody in their youth who wants to be a quarterback, an aspiring quarterback, they're going to want to hear more about this. So we'll get there in just a moment. But, Coach, talk us through some of your fondest memories from back in those days. Obviously, playing at the old Everett Memorial Stadium, going to the school right down the street, two, three blocks from where we're sitting right now on Colby Avenue. Uh, what were some of your greatest uh, memories from those times? Well, uh, Everett was a special place. You know, it's uh, only two high schools and then a community college and a lot of great population around to feed to those two schools. It, it was kind of a powerhouse in its day, you know. Uh, we won a lot of football games and basketball games and baseball and track events over the years, and, and so did Cascade, and so did uh, Everett Junior College. My father, Walt Price, who the arena there at the junior college is named after, uh, he was the winningest coach in the, in the um, junior college league. At that time, uh, he was the winningest coach in the league, league's history. And uh, 
now they, they they don't have junior college football. No. Well, Eric, I've got to ask you. Obviously, uh, you've been working with your dad for a number of years. Uh, starting back in the Washington State days. And obviously you didn't get to grow up in Snohomish County here, but I'm sure you've heard a lot of the stories about your father and your grandfather. I've got to think that this part of the uh, the country, this region, the county that we're sitting in, it's got to have some meaning for you as well. Yeah, it does. And you know, we, we always came back every summer and, and stayed with the grandparents. And my mom and her family were just a couple blocks away from from my dad's old house and i think they went to kindergarten together actually so they knew everyone in the city and so we would go visit all the cousins and stuff like that and and come up every every summer so um it'll be we're gonna be heading back there in june i'm looking forward to it no definitely hey, mike i did want to ask you too because again I've, i'm old enough to have experienced um your coaching tenure as a matter of fact i went to a football camp in high school over in washington state university in the summer of 1990 oh, really? I think you were both there. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. So, uh, so I had a chance to see what your coaching style was all about, but the name Walt Price to us is so synonymous with Everett Community College, and it's a name we look at every time we walk into the gym over there, but we really don't know much about your father. What, how much different was his coaching style from yours? Well, I think he was really ahead of his time. Uh, he was a player's coach then when, when it was uh, coaches were kind of dictators and and pretty rough on kids, old school guys, you know. My dad was hard and disciplined and all that other thing, but he seemed to always give a, a chance to every, every, treated everybody equally and gave chance to people that maybe weren't as fortunate as other people. He, we recruited a lot of, uh, uh, Polynesians and kids out of the service that just got out of the, out of the, the army, you know, would come there because we we're the only junior college playing, uh, community college from Seattle to Vancouver, British Columbia. So there's a lot to choose from. We had a lot of uh, Canadians on our team, too. And, and he uh, was one of the first coaches to recruit Hawaii and bring Polynesians into the area also. Oh, definitely. So, again, Walt Price, a longtime football coach up here in Snohomish County. And now we're going to get two more Prices, the two gentlemen on the phone with us, who are going to be coming back up here again to coach in Snohomish County. That through the uh, the courtesy of the Price Elite Passing Academy. So, Eric, tell us a little bit about what this is, what you and your dad and others have been up to, and how people can get involved up here. Yeah, well, um, I was coaching at Penn. I coached at Penn State this last season, and uh, in the NFL before that. And so, I left my family in Florida and went and coached at Penn State. And I've been doing that for a long time. And I figured I wanted to take a year off and pull my dad out of retirement because he's just sitting around the lake doing nothing. <laughs> so pulled pull him out and got him on the road, and so we did that. We've 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 coached over sixty um, quarterbacks so far in Eastern Washington, and we're just doing uh, you know quarterback training and development uh, skills and drills. And we did uh, Coeur d'Alene uh, camp. We did uh, Lewis and Clarkston camp. Um, so these next couple weeks, we're going two days in Walla Walla, two days in Tri Cities days in Yakima, and then we're finishing up on Saturday afternoons at uh, Royal High School there in, in the middle of the state and just doing a circle, and we're going for the next three weeks, and then um, just coaching the kids and keeping it at small groups, and it's a lot of fun, you know, we're really just coaching the kids and don't have to deal with a lot of the things that, that college and NFL coaches have to deal with, but these kids have been great, and uh, we have a great turnout. And then we're doing a, a uh, camp in Everett. We called uh, uh, Brian Elliott, 
over at Everett, and he's setting up a, a great camp for us on June 6th through the 9th, and we'll be out there doing a camp in Everett with uh, quarterbacks and receivers. Quarterbacks and wide receivers, right. Okay, yep, so yep. yeah, both of them. So and, and it looks like it's grades 3 through 12, is that correct? Yeah, yep. Yeah, we're splitting it up. The first part of it's the younger guys, and then the, the last couple hours is the older guys, so it's, it's split up. We've been mo- working mostly with high school kids and uh, preparing kids for college football, too. But uh, yeah. this is going to open it up to just um, more more kids are available and, and get more kids in our camp. And, and uh, uh, so we'll be working with youngsters in the, the first couple hours and then older kids in, in the last two hours. So it's going to run four hours a day for four days. Okay. So what, what, is a, what does a two-hour session on one day look like, for instance, maybe on day one or day two? What, what exactly? A lot of drills, a lot of just fundamentals yeah. of the game? It's all fundamentals, and um, you know we rotate the drills and, and teach them different things. But I'm really looking at their mechanics, and I'll, we videotape them, and then I will go home and then voice over the videos and, and rewind it and kind of show them anything that can help them mechanically with the, with their release or their footwork or anything like that, and try to get get them some really good feedback and. And then we'll teach them drills that they can take home with them and do them during the season and things that we think that that um, you know might help them just develop their game and and be in constant communication, especially with these kids that are juniors and, and seniors to be that might have some aspirations of going to the next level or just aspirations of getting better. And they they are really involved, and it's really it's cool to see the feedback of the kids to us. And um, but it's all fundamentals and and trying to just become a, a better quarterback. So if I'm a parent of a 14 year old, maybe an eighth grader for for instance, and perfect age for this camp. Perfect great, age. yeah. So this this will be a good question then. So you got a 14 year old, but maybe the 14 year old doesn't have a lot of experience. Should they be intimidated by the fact that maybe they're not the the three star, the four star, the five star? Is that kind of what you're looking for to kind of help the, the younger kids that maybe don't have the experience? And is it for anybody of, of any type of background? Yeah, we have kids. That, we have kids that, that this is their you know their first time playing quarterback, or maybe they they've never started yet, or something like that, and they just want to just kind of get some 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 coaching and and you know try to see if they can develop their skills. But at that, that age is when you can really change. Things when they're younger, you know. Sometimes when you get to college or NFL level, to change a kid's motion completely, it's not a great thing because it takes a while, and they've been doing it for so long. Their habits, so you just try to eliminate a couple things. Yeah, you try to eliminate a thing here or there, but not really change much. But these kids, sometimes you can take them from they could they don't know how to throw a football, and then after two weeks, all of a sudden. He's throwing the ball the way you should throw it, you know, because they... You're working on it with, a, a, like, a pallet, you know, a new pallet of painting. And uh, just so that's really fun for us, especially Eric, who's worked with uh, so many professionals, you know, and older guys coming down now and working uh, with uh, these younger kids. And neither Eric or myself had the opportunity to coach in high school in our in our upbringing and in our history, our resume, but... Uh, um, this has been really fun for us, and particularly for Eric. I'm, Eric just is falls in love with these guys and can really help them and sees what they're doing wrong and what they're doing right, and it's a positive environment. And I've always said this would be a great 
job to have if you took down the scoreboards and you didn't keep scoring. You just went out there <laughs> and played yeah. the game, you know. And that's what we're doing. There is no pressure to win right now, no pressure to, uh, to lose. It's just going out and learning the game. And Eric will even take him aside with a chalkboard or whiteboard and talk about coverages and what it's like to why they're defending you this way and what, what a play is described at and looks like and what you're supposed to do. And we've been doing it with quarterbacks, and now he's even, he's even more talented coach as a wide receiver coach, too. So now we'll have wide receivers there that will be catching the ball from the quarterbacks. And, and so there's a lot to teach, and, and, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Well, and Eric, what is your background in terms of how many years in the NFL and how many years in college? Um, seven years in the NFL. So I coached the quarterbacks for the New York Jets and then um, receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, most recently the Jaguars. And then all the rest was in college ever since I graduated. Um, I played at Weber State in 1990, was my last year there, and then started right coaching. I went uh, went down with Dennis Erickson to University of Miami and, did, and was a graduate assistant down there in the early 90s and the heyday of the Miami Hurricanes, and I was with Dennis down there. Um, that was my first coaching Spot, so, and then I've moved everywhere, everywhere, everywhere in between. Ever since. I think I've been From to Washington, spots. Florida, to New York, Pennsylvania, to Alabama, to Texas, to Tennessee, to you know, he's been all over, all over the place. And, and Erica, your dad just talked about it a minute ago, so I wanted to kind of hear your perspective on it. It's got to be different from you. You just mentioned all these NFL teams, these college teams, and now you're dealing with, in some cases, 9, 10, 11-year-olds. How, how much different is it for you, and are you enjoying it? Are you finding that now that you're doing it, it's, hey, this is kind of, this is kind of exciting? Yeah, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, this might be something I want to do um, in the future, uh, past, in, you know, the, just this summer. So it's been very enjoyable, and then I get to hang out with my my parents at the lake too a little bit, and um, I'm going to bring my family out here soon, and um, just going to see where it goes. But I haven't really worked with a lot of little kids. You know, we always had the summer camp in the high school kids uh, when you're coaching in college, so we did I did do a lot of camps and things like that. But but this it, this is a little bit slower, a little bit smaller groups, and I really really get a lot out of coaching these kids and. When they when they learn something and it actually works for them, you know it's it's, it's pretty self. Yeah, they've been so I thankful. Their 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 vision watching Eric coach him, and and uh, we have another coach too, uh, Daniel Akey, who is Rob Akey's son. Uh, Daniel Rob Akey was the coach at University of Idaho, and and Daniel uh, worked with Mike Leach here with the running backs, and then uh, Rolovich and. Uh, uh, for the last uh, three years, so he's he's uh, been at the collegiate level and he's helping this coach also. So there's three of us, and then we're going to get high school coaches from the surrounding area, depending on how many um, you know and, kids we get in our camp. And Brian Elliott's doing a really good job of, of putting it all really together. Really helpful. Brian's really been helpful. Yeah. Yeah, for those that don't know, Brian is the head football coach at Everett currently, the Everett Seagulls over there. And and Mike, it sounds like if you're playing your cards right here, you might be able to. If this goes well, Eric might just move back to the Pacific Northwest, right? From get him yeah, back. Yeah, like that. <laughs> like that. You might like it too. Yeah, he he gets the map out for me. He tells me about all these little towns and all these great places and Snohomish and all these other places. So 
<laughs> He's selling it hard right now. He's we'll keep, pushing it. We'll keep working on that. Well, Mike, I want to ask you the same question we just had here. How much fun are you having with us? Obviously, you could be spending time at the lake, and you're out here working with the youth and passing along your expertise. Are you, are you finding that you're kind of getting rejuvenated by doing all this? Is it exciting for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm 76 now, so it's uh, I'm getting up there a little bit. So, uh, But it's fun for me to be. I'm taking the night off. Uh, Eric's from Walla Walla just got finished with the camp, and I skipped out today and take a day off. But uh, it's been fun for me. And, uh, you know, we've been able to hit small towns around eastern Washington. So we really even haven't gone to the west side yet. And so we have the rest of the next couple months to work and see how our our uh, how the, our kind of camp will work in in the uh, western uh, of Washington, you know. So uh, we're looking forward to that uh, coming up in the, in the next couple of months. And we'll remind everybody again, and we'll put this up on our website too, PriceElitePassingAcademy.com. It's easy to find there. Uh, looking at a lot of photos here, see uh, both of you on there as well as some of the kids. And I guess that begs the next question here. If folks do go and they sign up for this, what kind of equipment do they need? Is it Are we talking about helmets and shoulder pads? Or, Eric, what exactly do they need? That's the joy about it. We're we're not wearing shoulder pads, helmets, or anything. We're just, all you need, the quarterbacks usually bring their own ball, and all they they need is uh, just some maybe cleats for, I think we're going to be at uh, Bagshaw Field at uh, North uh, Middle middle, uh, School is where our uh, practices and our camp's going to be. Yeah, we are looking out our window yep. right now. We see brand, it about two blocks away. Brand new away. turf. Yeah, brand new turf. <laughs> new turf field over there. It's great. I know, like you said, Brian Elliott does a nice job. Uh, Eric, are yeah. there any other specifics we want to point out here? Again, it's June 6th through June 9th is the camp. It's quarterbacks and receivers, third grade yep. through 12th grade. What else do we need to let people know? And you can, They can register right online on that website, um, and there's some links to, to register there. And then it's got our emails and our phone numbers on there, too, if you have any other questions. But... All they need to late, do is, is bring the cleats. Late afternoon, early evening, right? Yep, yep, yep. It looks like four o'clock to six o'clock each of the four days through the third and right. for the third and seventh graders, and then eight through twelve take over the evening. They get six to eight thirty. It's four days. Yep. Great tutelage. You got NFL and college football coaches right here for you, uh, all to make your game better. Right down the street here, and uh, again, it's also a nice way for us to uh, to see the prices back in town. So it should be exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. So, Co- Coach Mike, you said class of '64. Who else? Some of the other guys that were in your class. Well, uh, that's what's so unique about about being from Everett. At one time in the state of Washington, when I was the head coach at Washington State, the head football coach at the University of Washington was Jim Lambright, who was also an Everett High graduate, and then uh, Dennis Erickson was the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. All in the same year. The three top football jobs in the state were uh, represented by Everett High School graduates. So, uh, and my dad was the coach at Everett Junior College, and Pinky Erickson was was the coach at Washington State. He was the head coach at Cascade High School. He's Dennis's dad, and uh, I worked for for uh, Pinky Erickson. Was my first uh, boss, I guess, at Washington State when when I came out of school, and my first job was with him. So. Uh, it's, it's really kind of a family atmosphere when you look back at the Everett High graduates, and and we like to think that uh, even though it's Snohomish uh, High School, Keith Gilbertson's uh, <laughs> a Northwesterner too. You know, being the former head coach at Washington and at Cal, we're all good friends as as we are. Today.
today, actually. Those two guys live out here by Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, also, is where I'm uh, living on the lake. Tom, Tom, you're not going to let them claim Gilby, though, are you over at Snohomish? No, Gilby stays <laughs> at Snohomish. <laughs> He's a panther through and through, right? Yeah, he stays on the other side of the trestle. <laughs> well, again, Mike and Eric Price joining us. And, gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on tonight. Uh, we will make sure that we get the word out here. And appreciate Brian Elliott for bringing this to our attention. And it sounds like it's going to be a wonderful passing academy. June 6th through June 8th, we'll put the website out there and uh, help spread the word. So thank you for coming on with us tonight. Yeah, I really appreciate okay, it. Thanks really for having us. Anytime. Thanks for having us. Thank you. There we go. Hi. Eric Eric Price and Mike Price. The yeah. legend, Mike Price. Uh, great interviews. That was yeah. fun. A lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, so again, um, let's see. And I, I just realized if I go to one page, it takes me off to another. So I just lost the, uh, the website right in front of me. Do you have it? <laughs> I, think it's, I, wanna, I don't want to say the wrong one and, and try to. Yeah, I, and if you Google Price Elite. Passing Academy. There you go. That's exact, and that was those were the words I was looking for in yeah. that order. So, PriceElitePassingAcademy.com. And again, uh, yeah, there is a fee, so don't want to lead anybody on and not right. let them think that. But again, great coaching down there for four days. It's going to be at North Middle School, right down the street here in downtown Everett. Well, it's a football camp, and you don't have to go away to a football camp. Right? Yeah, exactly. The, the you don't need to come you to you. Like he mentioned, you don't need to go out and buy a helmet or buy cleats or anything or you might right. need cleats but yeah. not shoulder pads or anything like that so come on out and get the kids out here today's show brought to you by Erickson Furniture Snohomish County PUD Glass by Lund Ace Hardware Stores in Lake Stevens Everett and Stanwood GSR Rental in Monroe Dale Wagner Law Office the Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reed Hometown Handyman Screen Printing Northwest Mike Dixon Farmers Insurance Law Office of Russell Hill Hat Trick Northwest and by the Buzz in Steakhouse and who did we have on the show tonight Steve On the show tonight we had the Mount Lake Terrace High School baseball team the manager Ryan Sells his pitchers Addison Maddox and Cody Snow and then his uh, field players Romnick Cuban and Talon Zink we then talked a little soccer with the Edmonds Woodway Warriors we had head coach Michael Ochoa as well as two of his captains Eddie Olson and Deacon Fuentes and then we just heard from the legendary Mike Price and also, hey, the legendary Eric Price. He's been coaching for a long time. So oh, yeah. uh, those two gentlemen who are coming to town in June. There you go. That is our show for tonight. Now you washed out your underwear and mowed the lawn, <laughs> and now you, you, you're heading I think they the could have known, not known about the uh, – the, well, uh, yeah, my, my clothes are in the dryer at home as we speak. Yeah, I'm going to go pack them up, and I'm heading to Tri-City. And we'll have Aquasox baseball coming away starting tomorrow night with Steve over in Tri-City. Aquasox home again. Go, what? And the weather should be nice over there all week. It's I just looked at the forecast earlier. It should be six games in a row, so listen in. There you go. That's Prep Sports Weekly for Steve Willett. I'm Tom Lafferty. Good night from Everett. KRKO Everett. K237GN AM 1380 and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now. More of Everett's greatest hits. K-R-K-O. She stood there bright as the sun on that California coast. He was a Midwestern boy on his own. She took his hand and she led him along that golden beach They watched the waves tumble over the sand They drove for miles and miles of those twisting, turning roads 
day after day it went on and on Then came that morning he woke up alone He spent all night staring down at the lights of L.A. Wondering if he could ever go home Hollywood Nights. 